0: Today, we're talking about connection, and specifically, we're looking at our ability to relate to one another. Listen, it's challenging at the best of times, but now in the middle of COVID, holy cow, it's like a whole other level of crazy impact. And we need to challenge ourselves and pay attention to it and see how we uh, be and and thrive throughout it.
1: So Dr. Emma Sepala. Wrote a research paper on connectedness and health and a couple of other papers, which you'll find in our show notes. And basically they say the following. We know that strong social connection leads to 50% increased chance of longevity, which means that our life is lengthened when we connect and it strengthens our immune system, which we want now more than ever. It reduces inflammation and bolsters antiviral responses, which is so amazing just by connecting and it helps you recover from disease faster. How cool is that? So if you're living on your own or you're living with a lot of people and feel disconnected, we want to help you kind of find solutions on reconnecting so that you can improve your immune system and reduce inflammation and a lack of connection with social isolation and perceived social threat can actually, scary enough, increase your risk of death and induce the inflammatory response, suppressing antiviral immunity, which is the opposite of what I just mentioned. Note that acutely elevated inflammation would be adaptive under conditions where wounding is likely, but we can adapt. We can adapt. And chronic inflammation is something we're dealing with beyond just nutrition and exercise. It, it can come down to like their social, our ability to connect socially and with ourselves and with other people. And if we don't connect, it can actually have detrimental health consequences, but it starts with connecting with yourself, right? So we don't have to, you know, have tons of people around. We can work on self-connection which is is actually super important because if you're not connecting to yourself how are you going to reach out and connect to other people it always starts with the self which is why we talk about we called this episode or this uh, podcast embrace you first um and uh yeah so i mean talk to me about that mary what what, you you were the one who actually uh, brought this whole um you know, research paper into the show notes, so, so, what, <laughs> and I'm reviewing it, which I find really fascinating, actually,
0: because I'm, like, well, really?
1: It actually increases yes. inflammation? I'm, like, what? I'm just reading this up,
0: but, <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I But, you know, I wanted to bring this up because like, it's not much different than the whole Chinese philosophy, because we always talk about, you know, there's external causes of disease. And in this case, you're talking specifically about inflammation, right? So let's look at something like rheumatoid arthritis. We know that as an inflammatory condition, right? Which many people have. And then you, we talk about internal causes, of illness, which can also include this rheumatoid arthritis that I'm speaking about. And so when we discuss internal, internal is our emotional, our affect, how we feel. And guess what, guys? Our ability to relate to ourselves and to others directly influence how we feel. So it is so relevant and important, and especially now, and where I think it even can stoke up these emotions as we enter the holiday season right Absolutely. when we air this episode it's literally christmas time i mean i know not everybody um will celebrate christmas but, but they you have holiday any it's yes it's holiday time off and it's holiday season so it can be triggers right mm-hmm. it can be triggering at the best of times sometimes people you know going oh my gosh i don't want to see my family or or the opposite or the stress of doing so much for your family or some people just don't have families and that's a trigger as well. So, really, yeah. today it's important to look at, you know, how we can connect, and in in a more positive way and in not forced way. And in the end, it will impact your health and longevity. Like, how Absolutely. crazy?
1: Yeah, I have read that your social support network trumps, um, you know, your the relationship you may have with your doctor, your uh, genetics, your nutrition, your exercise—in terms of your health and well-being. So, I, I mean, I obviously all these other um, factors are huge in contributing to your health. But it's like the social support and social network is like the icing on the cake. It kind of keeps you feeling sane and healthy. And if you're not well, and you reach out to a friend the placebo effect plays such a huge role it's beyond placebo effect right it's like it's like somebody is caring about you and even if you put that message out to you know a bunch of friends and they're all thinking positive thoughts there's got to be some like level of energetics happening and people you know people are thinking healthy thoughts about you and yes. healing and getting better right so I mean there's a lot of um, you know, research even on that, like
0: the power of prayer, or the power of, of, of positive thoughts, if you know what I mean. So I think that well, I totally know what you mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're speaking directly about energy. And that's what right. we're talking about in a different way. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about this with um, Jill Blakeway, Jill Blakeway. About energy med- medicine, right. And, you know, even if you think of twins, people that are identical twins, and they live like thousands of miles apart and you'll hear it's like oh my gosh I felt her pain and she'll call up her twin and says oh she got into a car accident this is I'm, I'm reflecting back to a, a patient of mine that actually had that happen oh right wow. she, yeah she felt she felt a pain and she woke up in the middle of the night and it's like complete time change 12 hours apart she woke up in in the middle of the night because this her twin had a car accident at that time right. Like So there is that interconnectedness. Yes. If you think about a friend and you haven't spoken
1: to them for a while and they call you, you're like, wow, it's just thinking about you. You know, there's something to it, right? The energetics of of, and the power of thought. I think it's, I used to kind of dismiss it and think that my mom who really believed in that, that she was, it was kind of hokey, but I, I just have had way too, far too many experiences to dismiss it now. And it just goes to show you that, um, you know, the power of positive thought, but also to reach out to people. And I think it's interesting, although we are um, in some ways disconnected since COVID uh, times, We a lot of people are saying that they're reaching out to friends more often through Zoom and phone calls and having deeper, more intimate conversations because there is less to do, right? Like yes. we were doing a Christmas lights drive-through the other day as a fun thing to do, which was really sweet. Cause we always try to do things to, that are fun and things to look forward to, because apparently that extends your life too. Um, but it's like, you know, while we were doing the drive-through Griffin, our son was calling his friend and showing him and Michael, his friend, Michael. So it was like, you know, it, it's just, it's like that social connection. We can still do it. It's just trying to adapt and find ways around it. Um, because yes, if you might not necessarily be able to go with a family, another
0: family you can call the family and invite them yeah. in. So right. And so let's let's go dig into that a little bit more mm. because we traditionally will think automatically, communication means talking. and, yes. and you know it's verbal, right? right. And yet we know and in science we talk about actually communication, there's a huge component that is nonverbal. Like 60 yeah. to 90 percent is nonverbal. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's look at, you know, how we connect, you know, aside from talking, right, but you know, in these challenging times, like how can we utilize the other nonverbal cues, right? So we talk about the five senses, and we bring five senses up a lot in in, you know into different episodes and today we're speaking specifically about relating it to relationship and connectedness and communication right Right. so you asked me last time so i'll ask you what are the five senses (laughs) so i love to do this activity to
1: actually help people kind of learn about ways to bring themselves out of the amygdala the fight flight center and into the uh, processing center of the brain and and I know you just asked me what they are but I just have to divert a little (laughs) like give a little backstory here because yesterday it was on telemedicine with a patient and I like to have them first you know close their eyes and start with you know thinking about uh, five tastes five smells and then what are the feelings that they have like five touch like what do they feel do they feel their feet on the floor perhaps, or their breath, um, not to over on their breathing so that they, you know, hyperventilate, perhaps just recognizing the breath and the clothes on their body. Um, so five tastes, five smells that make you feel calm and relaxed that you love. Um, Think about the five sounds that are in the room, perhaps my voice, their voice back to me, cars driving by. And then finally, after going through the taste, smell, touch, sounds, thinking about opening your eyes and then looking around the room and seeing five um, of your favorite items that are of your favorite color. So just to kind of bring yourself into that processing part of your brain from the amygdala of mm. the fight flight center and her heart rate, this patient's heart rate was 95 beats per minute. Cause she had been experiencing a lot of anxiety and panic. And after this seven minute exercise, you can do it in five minutes, but because it was like, you know, so the five fives in five minutes. Um, but because I was explaining to her, it took us seven minutes and her heart rate went down to 65 beats per minute. And she hadn't experienced that in months because she was having so many experiences in her life that was bringing into this anxiety panic state. And she was just floored. She's like, wow, that activity just brought me right back. And she had been trying to do deep breathing and such. So I think it's really important to connect to self by grounding yourself and bringing yourself out of fight, flight, freeze into the processing, connected, being in your body, right? So part of connection is just like recognizing that you can actually bring yourself into the here and now, and uh, less into the worry about the future and loathing the past and dreading what's next because of COVID or, you know, it's just like sitting with what is
0: I love this because, you know, what you're basically alluding to is like, you know, we're talking about connection. And of course, the first place we need to connect with is ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you're starting with that exercise with through the five senses and then utilizing your five senses. Then you can then perhaps go out and connect with someone, touch someone, right? (laughs) Right? And so it's
1: really hard to do that if you're frozen or if you're anxious, right? You can't even get into your own body. So before you eat, before you connect, before sex, with sex, with, um, you know, calling Zoom. somebody on the phone, with Zoom, with patience, it's like finding that ability to just ground yourself so that you can actually hear and,
0: and listen and focus. So do you, just out of curiosity, do you physically do this exercise yourself before you see patients?
1: I will unconsciously yes like I will uh, definitely and or if my mind is distracted or wandered then wandering then I will just bring my my mind back to their voice and just like really focus on their facial expressions and that's why I love actually not going to work physically wearing a mask because I can see people's you know um, their facial expressions through the zoom or the jane platform the telemedicine platform because I find that there's just so much Missing and and I can't hear. I, I yes. actually didn't realize how much I read people's yes lips
0: when they're talking. Oh my gosh, yes, exactly. And that's part of that communication. I mean, yeah. don't you find yourself half the time you're like, "What? Party?" Yes. I'm <laughs> like, yes. when they're <laughs> in my ear?"
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. I'm like, I just want to
1: re- just lower the mask. Yes.
0: So yes. We yeah. all we all learn the art of lip reading more than we know. Yes. And and then of course even just the expression, you know, whether it's smiling or you know, cause when you're only seeing a person literally from the eyes up, it's difficult. And yes, of course you can see the shimmer in one's eyes and it is giving us um, something, but it doesn't give us everything, right? The cues. And so I think the lip reading, the smiles and is just add another layer of connection. So, you know, when it's interesting because uh, you said this, that it's a preferred method now for you to connect with your patients yeah. via virtual because otherwise if you're in the same space you, it's harder to communicate because you can't hear because everything's muffled and then right. you can't read their lips right so and right. then the tone of their voice might sound different as well right whereas yeah. maybe you're less inhibited when you're on zoom too
1: yep Definitely. And although there is that physical touch element, you know, doing a physical exam, checking blood pressure, waist and hip circumference. Now my patients are doing that, um, you know, doing a thyroid exam. There's a lot you can see, like, usually I'm drawn to doing someone's thyroid exam just by looking at like seeing their neck. And I feel like that's the only you know, missing elements, being able to do that physical exam, that touch. And there is a lot about just being like, you know, uh, that communication. However, you know, in, in general uh, medicine, like going to a, a medical doctor through OHIP, their exams are now limited to every three years. And there's a lot that we cannot unfortunately discover beyond the vitals, you know, checking heart rate, blood pressure, um, respiration rates, that, that there's not much you, like if you, if you find something that's a little bit off, often it is based on symptoms and symptom history. And then we're just referring them for ultrasounds and X-rays and you know further diagnostics. Anyhow, so there mm-hmm. is some elements that are missing, but I would say that there's so much that we I, I like I feel like I haven't missed anything to be honest in the almost year that I've been doing it. Well, March will be right.
0: right? Well, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm going to address something though, right? Yeah. Do a mistouch. So, you know, what what can you do yourself is self-touch. Yeah. Right. But then the other thing is, you know, thankfully, they, they, uh, the government has seen that um, healthcare workers that are regulated health professionals like myself as acupuncturists, Mm -hmm. osteopaths, chiropractors that are still uh, people facing. Yeah. That is considered essential because of that lack of touch right i don't know if this is how the government i feel like it's essential going for (laughs) massage massage
1: like it just it's so like therapeutic like it's that
0: extra element because you're missing it right yes yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. right like you know people are not hugging anymore it's awkward now actually I know. like when you You're say like elbows <laughs> yeah you know? right or like, and or like virtual like, like you know, fist everything like. we do I feel like there's this awkward yeah. there's this discomfort you know yeah. you walk down this street and I'll notice like this neighbor will just you know instead of staying on the sidewalk will go on the road yeah. right so there's yeah. It's it, there's just discomfort, this awkwardness, and right. and I don't know how long it'll last, but it is mm-hmm. there. So, you know, how can we be comforted by that? Can we still then look in the eyes of the other and engage that way and connect?
1: And perhaps even just send through that physical that smile, but also like I've actually been trying to do this. Sounds kind of hokey, but like send that energy, you know, like that grounded, loving energy, like. Um, you know, there's been times in your life where you're a little frustrated with somebody. And I've always said to myself, okay, just send love, 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 and just to help soften that person. Sometimes you can't take somebody out of, of stress or, or anger or, you know, making you feel irritable. So you just send them love. So it's the same thing. Like it's different. Maybe you might not be irritable. You're just like seeing a neighbor and you're just like, I'm sending you love. Like, <laughs> like just that. I, that, you know
0: what, you know, that energetic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this, because this brings me to this point. When we are in this kind of place of COVID and there's, you know, overall fear, but then this pandemic fear, um, what we know in research and years ago, I saw Dr. Jampolsky and he they were talking about how love and fear cannot coexist. Mm -hmm. So when you have fear, there is no love when you're running through from fear, like, or, or living life through fear, you right. cannot you're not love. Connecting, right. You cannot connect. So for you to tell people, yes, just come from love, exude love, think love in your head. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm laughing as I say this, because my father just told me he lives in a condo. And he says, yeah, there was this, he was with my mother in the elevator and this Um, Uber driver or whatever was trying to uh, send a delivery order, I guess he has to be on time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to tell my father to leave the elevator. Because it's like, because it's a small elevator and you can only really have two people in the elevator. And it's like my mom with him. It's almost like two people because it's the same family. But anyway, this guy's freaking out. And then, so of course my father was triggered. And this guy's triggered because there's no love there. And all it is is running from fear. So there is no connectedness there. Right.
1: Yes. I was running down the street and there was a senior couple got really kind of discombobulated because I went closer than the the six meters but I was like kind of just about darting around them but as I was doing that they're moving on the grass and they're just like infuriated that I went more like four feet instead of six feet but I was in the middle of going six feet you know because you're running right so I think I'd them off and and just mad, and I just smiled and like, but love, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I'm, just, I was, I was, I'm just fast, so like, I'm gonna dart, don't worry, yes. I'm gonna dart around you. But they just, yes. you know, like, you have to like understand where people are coming from, and um, you know, there is a lot of yes. Fear. I mean, when you're outdoors, you're not gonna be like transmitting the virus four feet away, but you still have to keep to your six feet. And I was, but in that moment, they didn't know it, so yeah, so it's yes. just like of what course. I, I could have just been, you know, oh, those annoying people but instead I was just like love like just send that energy because it's the you know the only thing I can do in that moment yeah
0: no and and that is so great and so you know people that are listening to this or watching this will certainly be more aware than others who are perhaps just one-sided so you know for us that are watching listening being a part of this then just know like you know have Place for empathy and love show up, so that you know we're not triggered by other people's reactions or or what they say to us, right? So yeah, we're get, yeah. getting off tangent, but so at the end of the day, you know we're we're basically saying um, to connect. It is beyond just the verbal, and you know we can connect eye to eye, and which you still can do through Zoom, through virtual consults with your health practitioners, right, and then for others that, you know, if you're in fear of, but like, you're not connecting with yourself and you're feeling not so well, you know, we started off the podcast with telling you that disconnectedness and isolation decreases longevity, increases inflammation, Right. So it's it's important to get connected in however way that works for you, that you feel safely doing so.
1: And perhaps if you're somebody who has a harder time communicating in this platform, because maybe you are more of a physical communicator and don't have much to say, you're sitting in silence. That's okay too. There are little tools that you can use, like cool to connect. There's this uh, friend of mine that I met through a mindshare, Dana, and she created cool to connect, which is a bunch of cards that you pull out and ask questions. We're going to do some of those through, uh, some Instagram, have fun asking each other questions, just like anything. It could be like, what would you tell your seven-year-old self or if you had, if you could go back in time, which we're actually going to do an episode on that. Yes, of Um, course. Yes. And then, and, uh, yeah, just, so just in general, like, uh, 36 questions to fall in love. So like, if you're feeling like, you know, you're locked up, housed up with your partner and you're feeling like kind of you, uh, perhaps you're like, you know really doing well and enjoying each other's space but you want to enhance that and uh improve your re- already amazing relationship or maybe you're feeling a little disconnected and you feel like you need sleep, uh, space and and transitions um we want to encourage you to do that but also when you do come back to connect you could ask those types of questions of each other to kind of reconnect right
0: I love this. Yes. So it, sorry, this is an eighty four
1: this is. So 36 questions to fall in love is just 36 questions on the internet. Um, and then oh. cool to connect is, is like decks, a deck of cards that this uh, amazing entrepreneur uh, decided to uh, create. And okay. uh, which we're gonna get, and we'll have it in the show notes. Of- I'm writing it
0: down so that I can actually put it into the show notes. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. okay. Yeah. I love the yeah. spontaneity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at our time, and you know what? I think this was juicy enough, and um, we can just, you know, talk more about that and um, later. But mm-hmm. as part of the connection, I think it would be really lovely to always end our um, show on a high note, talking about what basically lights us up, what fills our cup. And then you after we do that, the request is that you do that for yourself. What filled your cup today? So today, what did what filled your cup? So
1: today I actually went for a run, which is kind of why I was late. So I'm sorry <laughs> I <It's> delayed. <laughs> I was like, I really need to go for a run. And I went by the waterfront and it's gorgeous and I love just connecting to nature. Um, I connect to self by going for that run and giving my space, myself the time and space to do that. And then also just being able to be near nature. It just really um, helps me feel grounded.
0: Mm, that's so awesome. And Thank how you. about you? How about you? Well, gosh, there's so many things. And yeah. one was I'm, I'm so grateful that um, for technology and because yeah being busy, 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 like I've always, I love learning. And so what fills my cup was the ability to learn a little bit today. And, um, I was, um, listening to an audio book and that was so great. And then, you know, I just think that the more we read and in this way consume via audio um, book It's you know I get to open up my mind, different perspectives, or perhaps you know just articulating differently than what I know it to be, and so that it can like seep through into my body more. Do you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely.
0: I just I just love that.
1: I value learning so much, and it helps to keep our brains active, create new nervous system, you know, like neural networks, and prevent dementia, right? Because yeah, for sure. There's a lot of us who are getting. Potentially that way. So we got to avoid it or delay it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like a muscle and we don't want to lose it. So we want to keep it active. So yes. So um, hopefully you will share our podcast. You'll love it. Subscribe, connect with us. And by the way, if you're listening to as a podcast and even if you're not, if you're watching this, go on to Apple podcasts and please subscribe and give us a five-star rating and comment and do a screenshot. And at the end of the month, we will draw a name, and you will have the chance to win a thirty-minute consult with either Dr. Tanya or myself. It'll be freaking awesome. You'll love it. And you just DM us the screenshot with your name and contact. And woohoo! Away we go. Amazing, thanks, guys. Thank you.